Hello, and welcome to this very special podcast episode, digging into the findings of our newest research publication, Diversity Dividend. Since launching its research arm in 2016, Disrupt Africa has built up a significant portfolio of publications, most notably our African Tech Startups Funding Report, Finnovating for Africa, and deep dives into various leading startup ecosystems. They're all available for free via open sourcing initiatives with various partners across the continent's tech ecosystem. Our latest publication is our most ambitious ecosystem research project to date, focusing on gender equality in the African tech startup landscape. Powered by Madika, an Africa-focused pre-seed investment program empowering underrepresented and underfunded mission-driven founders on the continent, and also supported by First Check Africa, TLCom Capital, Lofty Inc. Capital Management, Google for Startups, and Rev Up Women by AfriLabs. The report lays bare the lack of gender diversity both within startup teams and funding rounds on the continent. You can download your copy of the report directly from our website, but for now, let's take a look at the key findings. Of the almost 2,400 startups tracked for the purposes of this publication, only 350, less than 15%, have at least one female co-founder, while less than 10% have a woman CEO. Gender diversity clearly varies from country to country, but no one market has more than 23% of its startups counting a female co-founder or CEO amongst its founding team. Given women make up around 50% of the population, the lack of female leadership within the tech sector is a concern. So how do we get more women running African tech startups? Here's Odunayo Ueni, General Partner of First Check Africa. Honestly, encouraging more women to run tech startups um, requires creating environments where women feel empowered, supported, and get access to equal opportunity. And it involves not just getting women involved, but also men, organizations, the government, and society as a whole. We need one, educational skills training, um, and not in a weird, oh, you know, women are less educated and less skilled than men, but in a more, this is how we gear and direct more women towards tech. If we provide more opportunities for women to gain tech-related skills and tech education and have them be conscious that tech is not just for men because there's still that prevailing stereotype, um, then we have more interest from that direction. Andrea Tumuforo, a partner at TRCOM Capital, says there are three main things that can be done to try and get more women into tech entrepreneurship. The first one is around building strong and helping female founders build stronger networks because business is not done in a vacuum. It's done through networks. It's done through relationships. So how can we, so us as investors, um, us as other, you know, business associations create uh, high quality events, high quality opportunities for founders to be able to interact with the people that they need to be able to get business done, whether it's with investors, with, um, you know, business partners, whether it's telcos, it's banks, it's insurance companies, how can we build an ecosystem or events where they can engage uh, and be able to, to make those relationships? Because in truth, these are spaces that are close to many female, female founders. The second uh, area, I think, where we can do some work is around making sure that our companies, so uh, us as investors, and also, I think also as entrepreneurs and male entrepreneurs, how can you make sure that you have more women in your C-level? Because I believe that the C-level of today are the founders of tomorrow. And we've actually begun to see this. 
in the ecosystem as our ecosystem is continuing to grow. You see that people who were in a startup that has now grown and scale are going out and starting their their own companies. Because what has happened is they've sat at the front row of building and scaling a business. So you've demystified what that process looks like. And, uh, and, and that gives somebody boldness and confidence to be able to go and start their own companies. The third uh, item that I think we can work on to help build, uh, to encourage more female founders is around role models. You know, the more you see people who look like you doing a certain thing, the more you can connect that is possible to you, right? We have a number of uh, female founders in the African ecosystem who have been successful at building tech companies. I, and I think we need to hear their stories and they need to share their stories with other female founders. And this is something that we try. We also do at TLCOM when we have our female founder summit, we invite these founders so that they can talk to each other, they can share their journey so that the other entrepreneurs feel that they have support. Uh, they are not alone. You know, in general, being an entrepreneur is a very lonely journey. And being an Africa tech female entrepreneur is even an, an even more lonely journey. So the more stories we hear of people and other founders who build similar businesses uh, and even just getting access to them and, you know, being able to connect with them, that will encourage more female founders in the ecosystem, I believe. This needs to be an ecosystem effort, she says. Uh, we need more people pulling in the same direction and working together so that we can build an ecosystem that encourages female founders to to take the leap to 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 start their companies and to know that you know there is an ecosystem that can hold them. There's an ecosystem that can support them along the journey. Lydia Idem, Chief Operating Officer of Lofty Inc. Capital Management, was nonetheless pleasantly surprised by the number of women running tech startups in Africa, saying it compared favorably to elsewhere. The percentage of women-led companies in the African tech ecosystem uh, is much higher than what we're seeing in the West or in the, even the most mature tech ecosystem, which is Silicon Valley. So that's very encouraging and that the, those numbers have increased over the years, um, particularly in the last two years that the report highlights. So I thought that was um, amazing and, and quite uh, an encouraging trend that we're seeing here in Africa. Lack of gender diversity in African tech goes beyond just female founder activity, however. It's also evident in the investment numbers. Between January 2022 and April 2023, the period covered by our publication, 711 individual African tech startups raised a combined total of just over 4 billion US dollars in funding. Of those, just 21% had a female co-founder, and only 11.7% had a female CEO. When it comes to funds raised, 9.1% of funds went to startups with at least one female co-founder, and only 2.9% was invested in companies led by a female CEO. The relatively bleak picture painted by these figures is not one that's showing any signs of getting rosier. With 2022 funding figures similar to 2021 from a gender diversity perspective. Here's Lydia. We're still not seeing a pickup in the actual amount of money that is being deployed into women-led companies. And so it's telling me that while women seem to be getting in front of the investors and receiving funds, these the investors are actually writing smaller checks than to their male counterparts. So that's quite concerning. Getting more female investors to the table 
may be key to improving these numbers over time. Less than 40% of VCs investing in African startups between January 2022 and April 2023 had at least one female founder, partner, GP or managing partner, while only 6% of angel investors were women. Women have the ability to empathize, to resonate with business models that may not serve men. And so a male investor won't see the opportunity the way a woman investor would. So I think like the number one change is that we really need more women check writers, um, decision makers, um, more women on investment committees that are able to advocate for women-led companies and women-serving business models to get the funding and the capital um, that is required. Odden says to get more funding going into female-led ventures, we need a systemic, multifaceted intervention. One, we need to increase representation, increase the number of women in venture capital, increase the participation of women in angel investing. We can challenge the inherent bias in the system because when the decision makers are diverse, it naturally, almost automatically leads to a more diverse portfolio of investors. Secondly, we need to encourage more female founders. We keep coming back to this point. We as a whole, all of us, need to work on encouraging more women to start businesses. And it is through, you know, Funding opportunities flowing directly to female-led startups. Mentorships and education is important, but funding is really the key. To get more female entrepreneurs, we need to provide more funding opportunities for female entrepreneurs. Education for investors. I think that this is less spoken about because, you know, we don't like to challenge the biases of existing investors, but investors need to be educated on their inherent biases and how heavily these biases can influence decision-making. So program um, help investors recognize and minimize these biases could lead to more funding for female-led ventures. And data, right? We need to understand the scale of the problem and track improvements over time. So data like the ones featured in the um, Disrupt Africa report should be, you know, emphasized and should actually be advertised for everyone's access so that we're aware of the scale of the problem. Collecting data on the gender of founders and investors, we can highlight areas of underrepresentation and measure the impact of all of the efforts directed at addressing the imbalance. And finally, I think, highlight success stories. Elevating the profiles of successful female-led ventures can help challenge stereotypes and inspire more women to go into entrepreneurship and provide representation for them to look up to. I don't think we get overnight changes, but with consistent effort, I think we can make a difference. Andreata agrees it needs to be all hands on deck to address the imbalance, starting with the VCs themselves. We need more gender-diverse investor teams. Because what happens when your team is gender diverse, the female partners or the female investment team members have access to to networks where you find female entrepreneurs and where also female entrepreneurs are comfortable to um, to also share their businesses. Uh, so just the and, and your reflection of the the balance and the and the need to have gender balance is also quite attractive to. To female founders to come and want to, to, to pitch to us as, in, as investors. I think we all, I know, we all have bias. So the more diverse your team is, then the more, the more you have broader perspective within your team. So that's one space. And I think invest, our investors, our LPs can also encourage us to have more, uh, more, more women uh, as decision makers, as asset allocators. Uh, because that's where the decisions are made, right? 
interesting thoughts there on what the ecosystem needs to do in order to get more women involved in tech and raising funding. Clearly, as the figures contained in this report show, we're not there yet. However, some progress has been made, and we'll end on a positive note from Odin, who says though clearly African tech needs more diversity from a gender perspective, big strides have still been made. So I think that the figures um, featured in the report strike a balance between concerning and a little progressive because um, so far, if you look at the numbers today and the numbers from, say, 10 years ago, we have made significant progress in the number and representation of female founders, as well as funding directed to female founders. But if we look at it compared to our male counterparts, then we have to say that there is still a long way to go. So um, I'd say um, cautiously optimistic. Um, we have made progress, a lot of progress, actually. There is a marked difference between 2013 and 2023 in the participation, representation, and funding of female founders, but compared to the male um, founders, we still have a long way to go. And so I actually would kind of celebrate the progress we've made, but also uh, be cautious of the fact that there is still a lot of difference and a lot of gap to be bridged between how we represent female founders, how many female founders there are, and funding to them as well. So it, it's a balance, you know. We're not where we need to be, but we're not where we used to be, and that's a good thing. <laughs>